amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Yay Networks. Love letters. Love letters to Kelly. Welcome to Love Letters to Kelly, the podcast. I'm Kelly Raspberry. Robert Airman's back. And we have another jingle singer I'd like to introduce to you. Um, this letter starts, hello, Kelly and Robert. My name is Amber, and this is my son, Dylan. He is eight years old and wanted me to send his jingle in so he can hear it on the radio or the podcast. Well, there you go on the podcast. Uh, he listens to the morning show with me on the way to school every day, and he and his brother Chase love to sing the jingle. His brother Chase recorded you a video as well, but he's in his poop is the funniest thing in the world phase and incorporated it into his song. So we'll try that again later. That's so funny. I want to hear the poop version now. What's wrong with me? Maybe send that in to Amber and we'll hear how it, how it goes. But Dylan, thank you. You did a great job. And I love that you sent the video too so I can see your sweet face. See your sweet face singing that. So anyway, thank you, Amber and Dylan. And Chase, you keep on doing you, buddy. Poop is funny. Is it? It is funny, Robert. Yeah, Come on. For the most part. For yeah, the totally. most part. But uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, just grand. Ten people over at my place. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, um, my husband, Alan, and I, it's not our year to have, it wasn't our year to have the kids for Thanksgiving. So we decide not to stay at home and be sad. We can't be with our kids. So we go to Mexico. There you go. Yeah, we went to a, a new place in Mexico and just had a great time. Another couple of friends of ours also uh, did, it's not their year to have the kids for Thanksgiving. It Perfect. worked out really well, so we had a really great time. So, But I'm relaxed, refreshed, and ready to get back to everyone's problems now. I'm going to solve some today, I hope. I hope so. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I'm a big fan of yours and have been listening to every podcast since it started. Thank you. I now find myself needing your advice, though. I've been married to my husband for 10 years now, and we are both 28 years old. Yeah, we were married at 18. Yeah. We have been through many ups and downs, and in the beginning, mostly downs. Looking back, I wish we would have waited to get married, but we did end up growing up together, and I love this man more than I can say. A little background into our lives, we don't have any children as we have struggled in that area, but we do have a 15-year-old nephew that we are guardians to. My husband's sister lives in Mexico and can't come to the United States, and we also have two dogs. There's a problem that seems like it's only apparent to me at the moment, but it feels like if it keeps getting swept under the rug, I will eventually explode. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like my husband is as romantic as he once was. We don't go on dates ever. We are never alone since our nephew lives with us. I'm starting to feel like we are only roommates, and I wish he would spontaneously do things even as small as asking me to go on a walk by ourselves. When we were younger, we'd go dancing, go to the zoo. He'd get me flowers or even write me love notes and doodles. We do spend time together like watching TV, playing video games, card games as a family. I had brought this up in the past by suggesting to him that we have a date by ourselves once a week. It didn't have to be something expensive. It could be as simple as going on a car ride together around our town. Not a lot to do in our rural town. He replied asking why. <laughs> and why did I have to want a weekly date? Aww. I explained that I wanted to spend time by ourselves, but nothing ever came from it. I don't want to have to tell him to be more romantic, but I also know communication is very important and something I really struggle with. 
I can't expect him to guess what's wrong. My question is, how do I go about expressing my feelings without forcing him to be romantic? Signed, bad communicator. Well, here's the thing. I mean, the 15-year-old, he's, I would think, you know, my daughter, She now that she's 16, man, the last thing she wants to do is sit at home with me. So she's out, you know, with her friends doing things all the time. So I'd like to think that this 15-year-old is going to start finding other things to do besides sit at home with you guys. But the thing about women, I'm painting with a very big brush, making a very broad generalization. We want our men to do these big romantic gestures, but are we doing the same, right? We want romance, but do we ever initiate the romance? I know you had a conversation with him and he kind of, you know, blew you off, ha, whatever, but have you tried again? Are you just a one and done? It's sort of like when people tell me, oh, I tried online dating. It didn't work for me. How many dates did you go on? Three. Mm -hmm. Well, then you didn't really try. So I think a lot of it, you know, ladies, we just have to step up. You know, you have to be the one to initiate romance, to initiate sex sometimes. You know, it's, it doesn't always have to be on the man. Now, relationships ebb and flow. Sometimes you're, you know, like, making out and passionate all the time and sometimes it does get into like the routine of life where you just get up go to work come home there's dinner oh here's the teenager again you know and you you get into that pattern but rather than just say we should we should do this we should do that and then never bringing it up again why don't you just take the bull by the horns say hey i've made us dinner reservations um friday night we're gonna go here and I've bought something really sexy and special, and you gotta, that's gonna be your dessert. Hey I now. mean, why not? Put it out there. I've made plans for this 50, the 15 year old. He's gonna be um, going to a sleepover at somebody's house, whatever it is. But you can make, you just have to make the effort. That's my advice. And hopefully, he'll enjoy that so much that he'll want to make that a more regular thing. And then he'll start maybe inst instigating some. But we can't, we can tell our man once and then, well, he didn't do it. So I guess I'm, he's just not going to do it. But that's not really being a proactive partner in this. So that's my advice is to go ahead and plan something sexy. Surprise him. You know, when you're going to bed at night, if y'all do go to bed at the same time, see, that's me and Alan. Mm. I, I go to bed I don't know what time he comes to bed because I got to I got to get up in the morning. So yeah. he sits up and watches TV and stuff. So there's no hanky panky going on at night for us. But if you do go to the bed at the same time, what if you came around that corner wearing something really hot and sexy? What do you think he's going to do? Laugh at you? I don't think so. If he does, he's an idiot. An idiot. But you know, put forth some effort. Try it. Don't expect him to do all of it. Be proactive. And then if you you don't get a response, write me back and we'll revisit this again. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I have a situation with an ex. We have been together for 20 years. He helped me raise my two children as his own. We experienced problems throughout the whole relationship and went through a quadruple bypass surgery with many days in the hospital. But six years ago, we separated. Since that time, he has gotten remarried. We remained in contact with each other because of the children, and then things started getting a little strange. I've been off and on homeless the whole time we have been separated. I had been offered to move in where they had bought a home as a roommate. I stayed there with them for a couple of months, and they moved to her dad's. She ended up going to jail, and then things got weird between me and him. Oh, my goodness. 
There was talk of us wanting to rekindle our relationship because I have never been able to move on. I feel like this man is my soulmate. I think God brought us together all those years for a reason, and there's not a day that I don't think about him or that I don't worry about him. I still love this man unconditionally. I have voiced how I have feelings, and they have just been played with this whole time. My question is, I don't know if I should still be pursuing this or not. He has asked me to give him time to let him think and see where things go. He's talked about getting a divorce and us trying to see where things go, but I really don't know where his feelings are, and I don't know what to do. I've tried to move on over these years, and it seems like no relationship ever works, and I don't know if I should just let this go or something I should pursue. It's so hard and difficult because of the trauma, but I do love him. It's scary. Do you have any advice, Rihanna? Rihanna, uh, come on. No. Here's who lives thing. with someone? Who lives with their ex this and is, their this, wife? This is the craziest, one of the craziest situations. Listen, I love how people say this was God's doing. God chose him for me. Do you really think God would put you in this situation with a man that's married to somebody else, having you moving in, needs time to think? Do you really think God chose that for you? I, I, don't, I just don't think that's how God works, in my opinion. Um, I, but people always want to say that because when you want something so much, when you want it so badly, it has to be God's will for you. It just has to be. And uh, I think we put those things on God to, I guess, justify our feelings. This is a hot mess. You need to work on you. Don't worry about him. Don't worry about him. This homeless off and on situation where you need him, that he, I, I don't know if he has some sort of savior complex with you where he feels like, you know, because men do like to be the hero. I know that. They like rescuing damsels in distress, but he's got a wife. He's got, I mean, he's confused. You're confused. Do you not have anybody else in your life that you could go? Where's your parents? Do you not have parents? I, I don't know your situation, but I know this is not it. This is not working. So you need to tell him, look, you go figure out you. I'm going to go figure out me. Let's take, I don't know. Do you need a year? Do you, I, I don't even think you're going to do that because you're, I think mm -hmm. you're partially addicted to him, right? Being addicted to someone is not the same as being in love with someone. Um, what is she asking? Let it go, or is this something Let she it go. should pursue? Let it go. I, I don't understand what you're pursuing. A man that can't make up his mind? What are you? I don't understand what you're pursuing. Because... Other than a place to live, I don't uh, know. Yeah, other than a roof over your head, what is he providing? I know you had a relationship with him. That didn't work out. What, do you, what are you hoping to come out of this? It's just, I would let it go. I, I would start focusing on what you need to do to ensure that you are not homeless again. Let's start working on being able to stand on your own two feet. Let's work on focusing on self-sufficiency, independence, where you don't need a man, but it'd be really nice to have one, right? That's the, that's the position you need to be in where it's not that I, I, I need a man to provide for me, take care of me, and just protect me and save me. No. You just want a man that would be a great addition to your already wonderful life. So go fix your life. Go do what you have to do. There are services and agencies available that can help you overcome homelessness. I see the good news stories all the time online about people who have overcome homelessness. You can do it too, and you don't need that man to do it. 
Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I was with a man for nearly seven years. For the most part, it has been good. Even when we even when we were surprised in 2018 with a phone call from the state that he was the father of an almost two-year-old daughter. Oh, wow. Once the paternity test confirmed it, we went to court and took full custody of her. Wow. Her bio mom has never been stable and only gets four hours a month of supervised visitation. So I'm pretty much the only mom the girl has. She's like a mini-me in every way. Hmm. I cut back on work hours so I could be there almost full-time for her while my boyfriend worked. The past few months, life threw us some curveballs. My boyfriend quit his job, and arguments became often and repetitive. A few weeks ago, it came to the point where we decided to separate. I was okay until I found out he already was talking to someone. It hurt badly, and I thought there was a chance to fix things until then. Because of finances and our little one, my ex and I are still under one roof, but we sleep in different rooms. My job and family are 100 miles away, but I don't want to leave our girl. I'm almost 40, never married, and a mom to a wonderful little girl who I claim as my own, and I'm heartbroken and lost about what to do. Any advice, Kimberly? Oh, Kimberly. I don't know. I mean, I love the fact that you've accepted this little girl as your own and you provide stability for that child, and I think that's a beautiful thing. But I don't know how... I mean, unless you're able to completely live as roommates, I don't know how this is going to work. Are you saying there's literally no other options? You have to stay under the same roof as your ex-boyfriend? That is, What, is he bringing women home to your ha- apartment? That would be, or house, whatever. That would be weird. I mean, Robert, I don't know. I mean, I don't want you, I mean, you're the stability in this little girl's life, and this is, I'm just, I'm kind of like, what do you do? I mean, I would do this. I would at least consult a lawyer. There's got to be some sort of low-cost legal service or something where you can at least see how you're legally protected because you are the only mother this child really knows, right? So if, if things go south fast... With this guy, if he, because if he, let me tell you, if he falls in love with another woman and she's like, um, I'm not putting up with her living here. Yeah. She's got to get out. Let me tell you right now, your butt's going to be kicked to the curb. So you need to find out what your legal rights are to this little girl. You have, uh, you'd be surprised. Let me tell you, I had in South Carolina, um, this, this boy I grew up with, he got with a woman married her, and she had two boys, I believe, from a previous relationship. They were not his biological children, but he married that mom. He divorced her. Guess who had to pay child support? He did. He did, and those were not his blood children. But legally, the he, state said, this, this is your yours, responsibility. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, even though you're not biologically that child's mother, she has an emotional connection to you, the state you're in might say, might legally recognize you as having parental rights. So I would... And he might not... Fight it. Yeah, exactly. He might not fight it. But if he picks the wrong woman, she's not going to put up with that. She's going to make his life a living hell as long as you're still in the picture. Mm -hmm. You know? So you got to make sure that legally that you can still be in that little girl's life. That's that's the first thing I would do if if that's the only reason you're staying. Because then when the time comes when you might not have the choice... I mean, he's letting you stay there now, or I don't know how, what this arrangement is, whose name's on the lease or whatever. But right now, he's cool with you staying there because it helps him. He, 
It helps him out financially, and pff, he gets to go screw whoever he wants. Yeah. You're still there watching the. You're the babysitter. You're still there until that doesn't work anymore for the new woman. And I can I can smell it coming, Robert. I can smell it yeah. coming. So I want you to legally take care of yourself, and then start figuring out your options. You know, talk to your parents about it and say, "Look, I'm in this situation. This is this little girl is like my blood, and you know, I would like to think that you look at her as your grandchild." Is there any way you can help? Can you help me? Can you make me a loan so I can just get out and get on my own two feet? I promise I'll pay you back. I'm going to get an extra job. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. But sometimes you have to do these things. And people use the excuse, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. You'd be amazed at what you can do when your back's against the wall and you're fighting for you and your kid. That's the thing. There's so many things I accepted for myself, bad um, I, I was in bad relationships, bad behavior. I would excuse all this stuff. But when it came to my kid, I'm like, uh-uh, that's the line in the sand. So you got to start getting fired up over this little girl and start making some serious moves to protect your relationship with her. Love letters. Love letters to Kelly. Love letters to Kelly. The podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Man, don't you wish life came with a user manual? I'm doing the best here trying to give you advice, but wouldn't it be fun just to be able to open up that book to page 117? Ah, there's the answer I've been looking for, but it doesn't work that way. And sometimes you may feel stuck, and that's really normal. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure of what to do, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, maybe becoming a parent. Well, therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills. I know I have a problem where I get so overwhelmed, I just get paralyzed and I don't do anything. Well, therapy has helped me realize, you know, how to overcome that paralyzed feeling and take action steps to help me get past that unstuck feeling. I'm telling you, therapy is the closest thing to a guided tour guide of the complex thing we call life. I've been to therapy, you know, when uh, we lost Kid Craddock on the Kid Craddock morning show. Um, and then Robert, yes, yeah. Robert Ehrman. That's me. Decided to quit. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's here now, but no, yeah. he left us. I came back. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I had to go to therapy when Robert quit. I was so hurt oh, by that. Oh, I'm sorry. But I went to therapy and, you know, I got a lot off my chest. And thankfully that therapist uh, got me through yeah, it. Yeah, they called me and said And Robert back. came back and all was good. <laughs> As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it is affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with the therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com letters. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot letters. Robert, I have got a great head of hair. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Yeah, I'm bragging a little, Mm -hmm. but I have been complimented on my hair over the years, the color, the thickness of it. But let me tell you, when I had Emma Kelly, my hair was falling out in clumps and I panicked. And now a little later in life, I'm experiencing thinning hair again. And instead of panicking about it, I am taking control of the situation. There are over 30 million women impacted by weakened or thinning hair, but we're turning things around with Nutrafol, the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement that has been clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. 
Nutrafol's got three unique formulas supporting women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. And over 3,000 of top doctors and stylists recommended Nutrafol as an effective, high-quality solution for healthier hair. My own hairdresser, I'm sitting in his chair, and he says, Kelly, he has an accent, <laughs> Kelly, have you heard of this Nutrafol? And I was like, absolutely. I actually, it, this just proves he doesn't do. listen to the podcast, right. Robert. But yes, I'm like, absolutely, I've heard of Nutrafol. He's like, I have a client. I'm not going to do the accent anymore. I have a client, and this is working. So he is in your hair. He can actually see the difference when he sees her like every two months. That's how, you know, it's like every day when you look in the mirror, you might not notice. But you keep doing it, and over time, you will see the difference. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code LETTERS to save $15 off your first month's subscription. That's their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers and for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code letters. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I'm a 29-year-old female. I've been divorced for about two years now. I entered the dating game soon after my marriage ended. I was with my ex-husband since I was 15. He was my best friend, and we have two beautiful girls together, but we decided to part ways once I was physically numb to all the times I forgave him for cheating on me. Mm. I won't lie, it got to the point where I wanted to get even and I cheated on him. Oh, He knows about it, and that's when we decided it was no longer going to work. After my marriage, I met a guy that was a complete narcissist. We were together for about a year. I left him and met another guy soon after. This guy, let's call him S, was so amazing. From day one, he made me feel so important, always wanting to be with me, text me constantly, loved hanging out with my girls. He also has two daughters by two other women. But our kids got along great. I met his family, but never his baby mamas. He made it clear that I wouldn't meet them for obvious reasons. His family loves me and was so glad that we were together. Then I messed up severely. He went through my phone one day and saw that I was sending pictures to an old friend. I brought my insecurities of my past relations into this one. I did it because this relationship felt too good to be true, and I didn't want to take the chance of getting hurt again. I apologized and did everything I possibly could to prove to him that he could trust me. Gave him the password to my phone, shared my location, constantly texting him. He forgave me and we continued dating for two more months before ending things out of nowhere. I do want to mention that I did a lot for this man. I paid for his car payment before, his phone bill numerous times, gas money, food, clothes for his girls, and him. He lives with his parents, so it's not like he's out on his own and struggling. He ended things with me over a text message and refused to talk to me in person or over the phone about it. He said he couldn't forgive me for cheating since that's what his ex did to him. Mm -hmm. I didn't physically cheat but sent pictures, so in a way I get it. But why wait over two months to break it off? Anyways, his mother and I still talk once a week. His daughter calls me and my girls. He and I also talked and decided we want to remain friends for our girls. He said that we can be better friends than boyfriend-girlfriend. We now have decided to be friends with benefits. Oh, Lord. But those feelings still come back. I won't lie. I'm an idiot for agreeing to do that, but I kept telling myself, maybe one day he'll decide he wants me again. We talk every day as friends, and he sometimes calls, and I'm good with that. But I'm honestly scared to be alone and even more terrified to eventually start over. I'm just broken as a person in general and could definitely use your guidance. Help, Alexia. Stop sleeping with him. He is using you for sex, and I guarantee you he's going to hit you up for that phone bill next month. Y'all, you need to stop. And those pictures that you were sending to start this whole thing. Stop. Okay, so he thought, okay, first of all, he's living with his parents. 
unless you tell me his parents are both um, invalids who cannot care for themselves and he is there out of an act of love caring for his frail, fragile parents, you're dating somebody who still lives with his mom and dad? And has two kids with two different baby moms. Two, all this chaos. And he is allowing you to sleep with him. What a great guy. What a great guy that he's allowing you to still sleep with him. So you can feel a moment. You can fool yourself into feeling like this is love. Fooling yourself into thinking um, this is your Prince Charming and you're going to have this wonderful life together. Stop it. Stop it. She just feels bad because she's the reason it didn't last. Okay, well, you need to go find out why. What's your problem? Go figure it out. What does Taylor Swift say? It's me. I'm the problem. That's Mm -hmm. a cute little song, the (laughs) anti-hero, right? But seriously, go figure out why you're attracted to this guy in the first place. Yeah. Is it just because he's a hot, a warm body? Is he that hot? He lives with his parents and has two different kids with two different women. Doesn't want you to meet. The, is this doesn't want yeah. you to meet the babies? Uh-huh. Why doesn't he want you to meet the baby's mamas? This is chaos. What about you as attracted to There's this? There's a lot man? of chaos in today's episode. Yeah. What about you as attracted to this? I don't. I don't get it. Girl, he must be the hottest thing. He must be so good looking. But to me, he sounds like a bum. But, you know, I'm just going on face value what you wrote in the letter. And if you're getting mad and defensive over him that I'm saying these things, sorry. But he is using you. He is using you. He's taking your money. He's taking your body, doing what he wants to with your body. And then it's like, okay, bye. Go on. Bye. And you're letting him. So you need to go figure out why you're doing that. So. Stop with the talking to the his mother because you're you're holding on to hope. Well, if his mama likes me, this is what you're thinking. His mama's going to convince him to come back to me because she loves me so much. His mama loves, you know, stop it. You're living in this fantasy world and you need to fix what's broken in you because there ain't no help for him. He, he's, he hasn't written love letters to Kelly. You did. So when he writes to me, I'll, I'll give him a stern talking to, but this is you we're talking about now. So stop it. Stop taking his phone calls. Say, no, I'm not sleeping with you anymore. I finally, I finally woke up and realized what's happening here. S, was that his name? That is. S, I finally woke up. And Kelly told me I can do better, and I agree with her. And you just got to figure it out. You, you've got to do a lot of work. You're going to have to get some therapy. You're going to have to read some books. You're going to have to figure out why you're attracted to this loser who is using you. And a man was going to use you if you're going to let him, right? He's going to keep doing it until oh, something yeah. changes. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? He's get, he's winning. He doesn't have to pay rent. He, he's, he's living with his parents. There, yeah. I, I mean, you're willing to pay his Well, he probably phone. pays all his money on child support. There's no telling. There's no telling. Oh, girl, come on. This isn't it. This isn't what you... This isn't the life you've dreamed of. What little girl grows up thinking, this is the life I want? Ugh. Ugh. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. Okay, so bear with me as I've gone back and forth on writing you for several years now. I went through a divorce shortly after my mother passed and got into a relationship with a man probably eight to ten months after the divorce. He is absolutely everything to me. I had not ever felt a love like this before, and my mom used to say, when you meet the right one, you'll just know. And that's how I felt. 
Well, fast forward, we've been together for seven years, taking our time and not rushing into an engagement or a marriage due to bad previous marriages on both sides. The issues that we have been having is communication. I've tried everything from talking to him calmly during the argument, screaming back, walking away, driving away, to even creating a communication book that I could write entries in and he could go and read it after the situation had calmed down a bit. He has never read any of the entries. He never wants to talk about it, whatever it is, that we were arguing about. He has an extremely short fuse and gets irritated at the slightest of things. Well, I did some research, and he is textbook narcissistic. He cannot handle any form of criticism, even if it's being explained to him in the calmest fashion. Kelly, I have tried everything to better our communication, and with this man, as stubborn as he is, he would prefer just sweeping everything under the rug and never looking back. I cannot do that. How else are we to better us if we don't discuss some of our issues as a team and work on them? Any advice would be great because I love this man with my whole heart and soul, Mm -hmm. but we have got to learn how to communicate or I just don't see this working. I've stayed up by myself so many different nights crying over an argument we have had, and the next day he's just as perky and he senses something's wrong, but he never asks, never confronts me about it, and I personally feel as if I'm doing this alone. Mm -hmm. Chelsea says, help me. All right, Chelsea, here's your options. You're just going to have to accept things the way they are, This is a man who doesn't like to discuss feelings. He wants to pretend like everything's fine. You do your thing. He does his. That's option A. Option B is it's time to break up and move on. I think seven years is enough time to have figured out this man is not what you need. I know you love him to death. I know you do. Because there's so many other wonderful qualities you listed in that letter about him. When you meet the right one, Kelly, you just know. Well, well. Go through that whole long <laughs> list of all the wonderful qualities she listed in that letter. Um, just just maybe read the top three wonderful qualities about this man that she listed. There aren't any. There aren't any. Okay. So we're not going to sit here and talk about all the one. Maybe he's, um, hmm, what, what, what? Maybe he's a great kisser. Mm-hmm. Maybe Dancer. He, maybe he dances well. Maybe he dances well. But if you are with a man for seven years... You have expressed to him repeatedly your need for communication, and he's basically, screw you, I'm not communicating. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. That's what he's telling you. And, and you take, you've chosen for seven years to take it. Why? Because you'd rather, you know, I, I'm not calling him a devil, but, you know, you hear, stay with the devil you know. Right. This is the devil you know, and it's kind of scary to think about, wow, I've given seven years of my life to this man, now I'm going to have to go out and start over again. That's scary. And you're like, is it better is it better to be with someone or to be alone? I don't want to be alone. Scary stuff. But I'm going to tell you, there is somebody that's better suited for you out there. I know you love him. I know you do. Based on that glowing letter. You know? Right. I just think you've talked yourself into staying because you're too scared. To, you were so thankful after seven or eight or ten months, whatever it was. Oh, God, thank goodness some other man thinks I'm worthy and, and validates me as a woman that I can be in a relationship. Let me tell you, when I went through my divorce, I was the same way. I was so thankful when the first man came along. Granted, he was gorgeous, Robert. Gorgeous. But bad. <laughs> and I, but I was just so thankful I was so relieved and grateful that, oh, 
I'm still desirable and somebody still wants me because you feel like you're not worthy after a divorce. You feel ugly and like nobody loves me or not worthy of it. That I settled for crap for a while. And then once I got that out of my system, I went on to have a great time dating interesting men, some bums, some great guys, some losers, some, you know, some that were too, uh, too good for me. <laughs> I wasn't good enough for them. But I think you're just choosing to stay in a relationship and you're banging your head against the wall because it's not going to get any better. No, He's not going to suddenly, after seven years, wake up and say, you know what, honey, you're right. I do need to communicate. And here's everything I've been feeling and have pent up for seven years and I love you and let's get married. And that's not going to happen. So either you're going to have to decide, I'm just going to have to suck it up. And there are a lot of marriages where the people just coexist. Yeah. They have dinner together, maybe. They go to office functions together. They vacation together. They go to each other's families for Christmases. But otherwise, they live their separate lives and do their separate things. She has her hobbies. He has his. She goes in one room to watch her TV shows. He sits in his man cave and does his thing. And there are so many couples that choose to live that way. Do you choose to live that way? That's the choice you have to make. But I'm telling you, either it's your decision to take it or leave it. I would leave it because I think you can do better. And I think you're settling and you've convinced yourself he's your soulmate. God sent him. Thank the Lord. But I think he just, he, he was just the first one that came along. And you glommed onto him and said, thank the Lord I have him. And you just stayed. Despite all these red flags, God's saying, he's not the one, Mm -mm. he's not the one, he's not the one. He doesn't, you've done all these things and he keeps shutting you down. Why do you keep staying? And I know it's seven years you feel like you've wasted. Okay, so let's waste another seven years. Girl, you're never going to be hotter than you are right now. Get out there and go find another one. That's my advice. Love letters. Love letters to Kelly. Robert, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I feel like I fussed a little bit too much in this podcast. This was, I this too was, much? No, it was chaos. Everything was like, what are you kidding chaos. me? Are you kidding? You're kidding, right? Chaos. And I know when you're in the thick of it, it's hard to see clearly because you're, here's the difference. You're emotionally involved. I'm not. I'm not in it, right? But I've been there and I understand it, but I'm also, you know, on the other side of it now. And I know that things can be better, but I know what, what can't be better. Nothing could be better and hearing Dylan sing the love letters to Kelly Jingle today. Thank you, Dylan, for doing that. And you tell Chase to keep working on his version, mm-hmm. with or without the poop. I want to hear it. But we do need more jingle singers, and we need more letters. So y'all get busy getting those in to loveletterstokelly.com. And Robert and I will be back next week. Thanks, y'all. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.